What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Let's go, Braves! <laughs> Let's go, Braves. Here we are, episode 34, officially the end of our first season as a baseball podcast. I am here always. My name is Noah, one of your three hosts, the other host, Brian and Adam. Brian, how's it going? It's going great, man. My eardrums are a little out of whack. I'm pumped about the Braves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For those of you who don't know, which is pretty much all of you, <laughs> I uh, dragged, well, not dragged, I invited Brian to a punk concert, a band that he had no idea going into it, uh, a band called Idol Shout Out put on a great show but fun fact even for me an avid concert goer it was i'll say too loud <laughs> it was uh it was something for sure it was an experience yeah, i enjoyed it, was, it though but there's another host here as well adam What's, how's it going no way a third <laughs> host two people impossible how's it so going for, it's so going good it's go look yeah any any year where the team that wins the world series isn't a hated team is a good year yes and that is where we will start off cron we're cron pod we're cron pod chronological order podcast (laughs) game six happened and you know what happened in game six the most important thing the astros did not win the world series (laughs) (laughs) so they're asserted his dominance oh yeah Yes, uh, but we'll go through this all. Um, you're mentioning something about Jorge Soler, Brian. What yes. did he do? He he uh, he he had a small home run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, over just, the damn tracks, baby. Just, just it went a, it went a little far. <laughs> Man, dude, I there's few moments like that is like a Jose Bautista type moment. Oh, absolutely. Me. Like it, except it is, sort of the reverse, right? Because like the Bautista yeah. one lit that entire stadium on fire this ho- this this solaire home run i mean like you could feel the souls of like houston fans just being sucked yeah and i mean like, like they were gone the Bautista one obviously completely different situation but yeah. this solaire home run like if you look at the one side angle where you see all the fans like waving their flags and I as soon as it's that. hit yep. and just everybody just drops and yep. like you could tell like it was just at that point, it almost seemed like the Braves won. Like, oh yeah, was just every, <laughs> every, every. The, Astros, song, the song is fitting because Slayer hit the ball to the heavens. Every, yeah, yeah every Astros fans' uh, souls left the stadium with that ball. Like oh, they just followed it out, <laughs> dude. And there's the way he starts looking at his bench, banging his chest. They're all on the field, like, oh, dude, that was dude, such yeah. a hype moment. Yeah, I think that there's, I think is what you're referencing, Brian. There's like an angle that's kind of behind home plate to the right so you could really see the ball go but you also see everyone waving their towels and they just immediately (laughs) stop and that video it's like you really see the ball like the whole way and then you just see how how easily it clears everything yeah and oh my god and perfect i don't know that was just satisfying on many levels not just because it was against the astros but Jorge Soler is someone that randomly in the middle of the season, we gave some big shout outs to. Yeah. And then when he got traded, gave him some shout outs. And then just recently I've been complaining at uh, John Smoltz and Joe Buck, always telling Jorge Soler to cut down and then not give him credit when he does damage. And guess what? World series MVP doing yeah. damage with that big old swing. 
Dude, Ooh. we definitely kept bringing him up just with like, because every time we talked about power hitters or like, I think we talked about just like who's like fun to watch hit. And Soler's on that list because he is swinging as hard as possible every time. He has one goal in mind to do damage. And I just, I love that mindset from a hitter. Yeah. And like, I like it. Like, obviously I'm someone that also does like, like when a hitter cuts down and does all those little things too. But also like, if you're up there being a power hitter, trying to do damage, you can't second guess. You got to like fully commit. Oh no, you commit. Yeah. That's what Solar does. <laughs> and like, you know, it's some ugly swings, but yeah, just don't be halfway, you know? it all goes into team building too. Like you need the Solaris on your team. Like you need guys who are going to go for it every time. You need guys who could do a little bit of both. You need the finesse hitters. Like Solaire knows his role and he is going for that bomb every time or not even bomb. He's going for just a hard hit ball. Like, yeah, no yeah. doubt. And uh, leading into perhaps the, and though not very much talked about, because I think it's just, everyone was so happy to see Astros lose probably the biggest controversy of game six of was Luis Garcia pitching on three days rest for the first time in his life. Dusty Baker making that decision. I initially, I remember before it was announced that Garcia was going to pitch. I was like, Oh yeah, just go to Urquidy. And I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming Baker wasn't, thinking we want to save Urquidy for game seven. I'm just assuming that he thought Garcia was the absolute best option. Uh, but I don't know. I wasn't a fan of it, but I also understand that, you know, Garcia has been dealing in the playoffs as well. I don't know what you guys thought about that decision. It's do or die game. Like you have to put your best pitcher out there. It's obviously yep. not the ideal situation, but I don't think it's necessarily the wrong move. Like in hindsight, it's obviously easier to say like, oh, that didn't work out. But yeah, I, I also think it's one of those things like you want your best guy out be, out there because, you know, even if he's on short rest, if he gives you four really good innings, that's four really good innings. And, um, and he has. And guess what? If you win, you get to rest for the entire offseason. Yeah, exactly. But like and then on the other side, like if you don't go with Garcia. You go with your Queedy, who I definitely just butchered his name. But uh, <laughs> and you like just he gets smashed. It's like, well, why did you not pitch your best hit pitcher? It's like a do or die yeah. game. Yep. So I think the Astros know their goal this offseason, which is to even though they're probably going to lose Correa, and we could talk about that later, later with the contract offer they made. But uh, I think the Astros are definitely going to go into this offseason going like, okay, we need to address our starting pitching. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like they yeah. have some young studs, but they kind of need the veterans, man. Yeah, man. Speaking of starting pitching, though, Max Freed came Stud. in at game six and pitched a butte. Gave, yeah. gave up just a good six innings, four hits, but six strikeouts and just no runs, didn't walk anybody. Beautiful. I mean, that's yeah. you can't ask for much more. Especially with this postseason, just how infrequently we were seeing pitchers go in to deep into games. It really made when pitchers gave you at least five or six feel like it's really special, you know? Yep. Um, and Freed was someone that going into this playoffs, we kind of talked about him as a, an emerging, like sort of playoff guy, you know? Um, and he got knocked around a little bit in these playoffs in a, a couple games, but never really seemed to loose composure you could tell he always seemed comfortable locked in and uh angry as well <laughs> yeah i mean you want to talk about good postseason pitching was the guy who pitched inning seven and eight tyler matzik 
Yeah. Oh, comes it comes in. I mean, if you're you're the Astros, you're already down seven nothing. You know, you you desperately need runs. Tyler Matzik comes in, just punches out the side. Go home. Yeah, so good. The dude was a stud. All it's not even like it was just in the World Series. All postseason long, Tyler Matzik was just popping off for them. Yeah, I I honestly think I honestly think, and and I'm and. I think if Solaire didn't hit that three-run home run, I I would have given MVP to him to to Matson because he deserved it. He was lights out every time they needed him to be. Well, not in what was it game one or two? I mean, he he got he ended up getting through like five innings, but he gave up like five or six runs. Yeah, he had the one bad outing, but like <laughs> like in absolutely like <laughs> crucial situations, like he was doing very very well. I mean, if we're talking about one bad a- outing, we got to talk about the goat. AJ Minter. I'm just, yeah, ooh, okay. other than that one outing. Ooh, other Honestly, than that one it was outing. great. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Matzik, did you see the thing in the parade that happened to him? It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, he was. He almost <laughs> didn't get let in, right? Yeah, well, yeah. no, he, like, was on one bus, was going to another bus, and, like, an officer thought he just, like, jumped the fence or something. <laughs> so they're, like, <laughs> trying to, like, arrest him, and he's, like, trying to pull his ID out and be like, no, I'm actually a player, I promise. Oh, just great. Oh, I have I some that. other stuff to say about that parade when we get to it later. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> There's some great stuff. I just wanted there. to also bring up Matzik in the World Series had uh, four four appearances, pitched five and a third with seven strikeouts. You know, Dude. we're kind of out of order of being a cron pod, and I don't feel comfortable right now because before Matzik even came in, we were forgetting about Dansby. Ooh, Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson hitting a two-run missile. Just kind of, I mean, let's be honest. Like, Solaire, like, you, how, like, people hammer an Ellen and you see people do it in, like, one swing. Solaire did it in one swing. But, like, Dansby was just giving some insurance taps. Yeah, I mean, so insurance taps. Freddie had an insurance <laughs> bomb late in the game, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Love that, Freddie. Also, Frederick. apologies. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. <laughs> We gonna rock this for a little bit. Freddie Freeman has a dang ring. Pay that man. If the Braves don't pay him, I'm fighting someone. I will drive to Atlanta and fight someone. Okay, <laughs> okay just some, just that. anybody, just somebody <laughs> just random anybody. on the street. How just dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, dude, if the Braves do not pay Frederick Freeman, I, like yeah, I'm not I, even gonna know what to do. You can't let that guy walk. I mean, man. He's absolutely the face of that okay. team right now. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this once because I don't hate the Yankees as much as you and Noah, but if Freddie Freeman ends up on the Yankees, he won't. He can't end up on the Yankees. Don't say can't because let's, if he goes to actual free agency, who's going to offer him more money? I mean, the Yankees already have Rizzo. He's a free agent. Are you telling yeah. me you keep Rizzo over Freeman? Fair. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't want it to happen. I'm Look, just saying of the two, of the duo of of two two of the most lovable first basemen <laughs> in the majors. I would prefer neither of them are on the Yankees. <laughs> Let's be honest; they should just both be on the same team. It would be a great time. I don't I don't know <laughs> positionally how that would work out, but I would love it. <laughs> I just have one of them DH. One of them DH, or they hey, just put, swap days from DH and first. Freddie Freeman's played some three bag before. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I don't. I don't think he should be there long term. But hey, 
if it puts them see, on the same field. I want to see all three of my favorite first basemen on one team. Just, uh, hey, Blue Jays, I want you to sign Freeman and Rizzo. And then we'll move. So we'll move Vladdy to either DH or third. I think Vladdy then... could play some two bag. No, <laughs> no, no, he can't. <laughs> He's actually a pretty, he actually shored himself up defensively at first. He was actually playing pretty solid. No, for um, sure. But uh, yeah, he, he'd have, he would take DH in that situation before yeah. moving anywhere else in the infield. Oh, and while we're still talking about the World Series, I got to shout myself out because my prediction was on point. I believed in the Braves. You did? That's cool. Dude, we want to talk about prediction. The oh. Trevor Plouffe, Trevor Plouffe had yeah. opening yeah. day. So this is before a single game of the 162 has been played. March 31st, 2021, Trevor Plouffe tweets, Atlanta Braves over the Houston Astros in six. I mean, money <laughs> prediction. Dude, his reaction was hilarious. <laughs> the... uh no free shout outs but the john boy podcast after the world series he yep. was literally on it like smoking a cigar like that dude was on top of the oh, world i mean he should be that's such a nutty like like that's not just saying braves win the world series that's not just <laughs> no, saying sure. that they win it in six that's that, calling out the team they beat that's as not well. even, yeah like that's even beyond just predicting the matchup because that's insane as is yeah i like, mean he, absolutely nutty Dude, yeah, they they like found out like if he had bet a thousand dollars when he said it, it would have been worth like twenty three million dollars or something insane like that. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's a it's a wild prediction. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, oh, I, and you know what makes that I think even more crazy is that was also done under the pretense that Acuna would still be on, like and like play. Yeah, dude, seriously. like that's a team that did it without Acuna. <laughs> dude that's the crazy thing to mention like freddie freeman's their only real free agent like i don't i'm gonna look it up this is a brave team that well i mean this is a brave team that very reasonably almost runs it back with the same roster actually do you know what now that i said that they have like quite a bit like their entire outfield like if you think well yeah because there was people that they that they either traded for or picked up the close but i i'm saying that like it is definitely possible that they pick all of them back up well, yeah, I know, but you have Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Freddie Freeman, uh, Jesse Chavez, the reliever, which he might honestly even retire. Yeah, he might. <laughs> and then Erie Adrianza, shout out San Francisco Giants. I love that dude. Which the weirdest thing with Adrianza, he played the first five games of the World Series and then left before game six for paternity leave. Oh. It's like, man, that is like the worst timing. Yeah. But hey, props to him because honestly, if I was in that situation, granted, I'm not in that situation. I don't know like the emotions of thoughts of being in that situation, but like I'd be like, bro, I gotta play the World Series. <laughs> yeah, so, maybe. Priorities props for though. him. He has his priorities straight, unlike me, clearly. Um <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys saw the <laughs> I <laughs> just girl thing. Go the city of Atlanta. Is not used to throwing championship parades. I'll just say okay, that. yeah. They were hauling. <laughs> they were going to like hey, 35 bro. down the street. They the had bus dude, drivers they had, have their schedule. They're not they had going places, they had places to be. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you said I'm off at three o'clock. I'm off at three o'clock. <laughs> that bus driver. Bus driver's like, man, I want to get this over with. <laughs> dude, low key. If I went to that, I would be so mad. <laughs> 
I know. I got the day off work to stand there and watch a bus go by at 40 miles per hour. <laughs> I know. It's like, Daddy, I think we're going to be late. Oh, no, we're here just in time. Look, there's the oh, there, there, home there bus. Was is the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was definitely something else for sure. Yeah, they they were yeah they were not really sure how to how to handle the whole uh, bus parade thing. That was, that was rough. Uh, well, any uh, anything else with the World Series and the Atlanta Braves you guys want to touch up on? I don't think so. Just a big old congratulations to the Braves. Man. Yeah. Well, I actually do have one thing. Yes. When Max, they're given like the bio on Max Fried. They're like Max Fried is twenty seven. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me. He just feels like he's younger than 27. That surprised me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He has some younger energy. I'll give you that. Yeah. A little bit. And maybe it's yeah. just, I don't know, maybe yeah. just time goes by faster than I realized. Sometimes you just lose track. Maybe of, we're uh, all going to die one day. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Speaking oh. of uh, gonna gonna die one day, uh, well, where do I want to go from there? Um, oh, no. Let's go the Oakland baseball team. Oh wait, did um, we talk about the Trevor Plouffe tweet? Yeah, we did. Yes, yes, oh, we okay, did. Yeah. Nutty. Shout out Trevor Plouffe. But uh, yeah, speaking of death, um, the uh, Oakland A's have been sending out surveys to. Uh, so the A's have a AAA affiliate in Vegas, um, and they've been sending out surveys to their AAA affiliate fans, being like, they're, "Hey, they're, how they're would you feel Vegas. about?" the major league team being here yeah what does this survey say like hey would you like to see better baseball <laughs> like, also um, who lives in vegas is going like who lives in vegas watches baseball and is going nah i think the a's should stay in oakland <laughs> like let's be honest yeah i mean so uh, i mean i can read it out so it's it's the las vegas aviators is their affiliate um and it's like yeah las vegas i won't be serving information uh invited to participate blah 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 um but I don't think there's actually like a link, like a like a thing for the actual survey. I didn't see the actual survey questions, but like it does talk about like, please know that, you know, this this is uh, that no decisions about the potential relocation of the A's or the construction of a new ballpark in Las Vegas have been made or anything like that. But it's it's basically just saying like, you know, we want to understand your interest in supporting the A's as the team considers moving to Vegas and developing a new ballpark. Yeah, I mean, RIP to Oakland. A's. Yeah. Also, RIP to the Mets because apparently nobody wants to work for them. Yeah, Bob Melvin was uh, apparently turned it down. He had the chance. He uh, had the chance to work uh, as the Mets Bro. manager. I think he's a California <laughs> guy too. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure. And like obviously, like you know, all Mets. Why, why would you work for them? But it's um, especially like if every... the Padres are asking you well, to yeah. be their manager. Nah, between those two, like nobody's upset about him choosing that. But it just seems like everybody the Mets have for like general manager or like yeah. coach is just like you know what i uh rather just not be here <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. that is interesting maybe the mets eventually will fill their positions who knows maybe i don't know just promote kevin pilarda manager or something <laughs> player manager you gotta love player it. manager why why and you know what pilar would be great for it. yeah no for sure i i don't know if Pilar's interested in it. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Speaking of another franchise that disappointed us, or at least, or at least me, Cincinnati Reds. They've uh, no, had some good teams over the last few years, um, been close, mm-hmm. and then made the playoffs in the expanded playoffs in 2020. Yep. 
But they traded fan favorite and pitcher favorite Tucker Barnhart in the year. And then yeah. uh, after a, a very solid season from Wade Miley, who we brought up several times. Yep. Uh, no, no hitter. No hitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And was very solid outside that no hitter as well. Um, but yeah, they didn't want to pay his $10 million club option after a, just a super solid year. And Miley was claimed by the Cubs. Good for the yep. Cubs. Yeah. Great pickup for the Cubs. I mean, it's they're not really going anywhere fast, but Miley's a good pitcher. Always good to have to have good to have a good pitcher. And I think he teaches, I don't know. He's just a, a good veteran to have. I think he instills a lot of good habits into the younger guys, especially like working quicker, all that stuff. And yeah, just a good pitcher. Yeah. Also Castellanos declined the option with the Reds because yes, he's done with them. It seems like. Oh, so. speaking of Castellanos pop oh. quiz. Oh, name. Well, it's funny. One of these isn't a free agent anymore because um, oh. he opted in, which we'll get to in a second. But this free agent, a right-handed hitter, um, from the years 2019 to 2021, had a better weighted runs created plus than Nick Castellanos, J.D. Martinez, Kyle Schwarber, and Chris Bryant. And Who he's a free it? agent? He's a free agent this year, right-handed hitter. Ooh, I think I know. Do you want me? To, mm. uh, is it? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's Chris Taylor. Oh, I would have also said Chris Taylor. I do not have his numbers oh. in front of me, but okay. I will tell you these numbers that in front is of it, me right now. Wait, wait, is it Carlos Correa? Again, I don't have the number. I, oh, it's funny. My. I realized I said this, <laughs> and then uh, I realized that this list that I'm looking at might just be these selected players. But I'll give you a hint. <laughs> we were just talking about his franchise moving oh is it mark canna mark canna oh, canna isn't that kind of that's a little, i mean i know that he's kind of super surprising. solid but it's a little surprising dude that's crazy because like a's baseball in general i would say gets overlooked a lot by like the national media but we live in the bay area so like or near the bay area so we hear a little bit more about a's baseball and I would never have thought Mark Canna's numbers. Like, I obviously, he destroys the Giants whenever they play them. So, like, I thought he was good, but I didn't realize, like, that good. I knew he was better than people thought. I didn't know he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, 249 average, 377 on base, 438 slugging over, uh, over those 2019 through 2021. That's just, yeah. Good it'll stuff. be, it'll be interesting what kind of contract he gets because he's, a, yeah, like you said, he's going to be a free agent. So, also gets hit by a lot of pitches. <laughs> yes. The art of... Uh, and actually, didn't the A's not give him the qualifying offer? I don't know. Probably yeah. not. They're Probably dumb. not, though. I believe they... <laughs> well, yeah, they did not give him a qualifying offer, which honestly might be... Now that I'm hearing those stats, might be the most confusing of the, like, no qualifying offer guys. Yeah. Like, I just... why With those stats, why do you not give him... It's eighteen million dollars. I guess they don't have eighteen million dollars to pay him, but maybe. <sighs> well, also they we they're signaling a rebuild. I feel like yeah. even though it's not been absolutely signaled yet, I think that signal will be coming soon. Well, yeah. It yeah, no, for sure. I think like we we were talking about last week with Bob Melvin leaving and the other moves they've made, it looks to be coming. Yeah, no doubt. Well. 
since we're talking about qualifying offers, should we go through the list of players that receive Ooh. qualifying offer? Um, I do have one oh. uh, piece of just uh, that was announced news that makes me very proud of the okay. Blue Jays organization that it. I feel like needs to be shared um, and that I feel like needs uh, has just a special place for this podcast's heart. Okay. So if it's not about Jays, Joe Panic, I'm going to be upset. It's not about Joe Panic, and I I'm don't upset. think you will not be <laughs> upset. You won't be okay. upset. Oh, okay. Okay. The Toronto Blue Jays, double A affiliate. The uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats. They signed Joe oh, Panic. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Even better. They will, for one game in 2022, rebrand as the Manchester Chicken Tenders. Oh. <laughs> in a tribute to the city of Manchester's Bro. groundbreaking culinary history, the creation of the Chicken Tenders. Bro, if there isn't some we will see. fire chicken tenders there, I'm going to be upset. Oh, baby. I think we need to go to this game. We how, will how see. How much does it cost? <laughs> the Manchester. We, oh, they, did, they have not announced what day, uh, what exact game it will be. But I'm not, a, I'm not against going to see the chicken tenders. They, in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. <laughs> they will they will rebrand as the new, as, a, as the Manchester chicken tenders. And I just feel like they should just stay that way. Forever. Yeah, no, for sure. What what's their actual name? Uh they're the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Yeah, that name sucks. They should be the Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Manchester Chicken Tenders is, is way better. It's by far superior. Yeah. I cannot have more respect for an organization than <laughs> also that- uh the my other favorite thing is they're holding a fan vote for the hat that they'll be wearing. Um <laughs> is and, it just and a the- straight up chicken tender in the hat? Uh yes, but <laughs> they get to choose between three different versions. Uh, which is oh. the classic chicken tender. And, I, and I'm going to read exactly what they have uh, stated here um, from their website. The classic chicken tender. Nothing beats an original. When you wear the classic chicken tender cap, you're not just establishing yourself as a connoisseur of granite state cuisine. You're saluting New Hampshire's proud legacy, legacy <laughs> of culinary creativity. Oh, that's the, that's option that's one. That's option <laughs> one. This is option two. The buffalo chicken tender. Want to turn up the heat? These buffalo-style caps add a kick of flavor, complete with a pair of devil horns to complete the spicy look. Blue cheese or ranch dressing not included. (laughs) And then the coconut chicken tender, a unique alternative with a tropical twist. The coconut caps will have you feeling those sweet summer vibes even in the dead of winter. I I love this so much. I want to go. I want to buy each of these hats. (laughs) And I want to go to a chicken tenders game. Uh, you can pre-order the hats now, by the way. If, if you really oh, oh, any of the three. Uh, I don't know if you can do any of the three. Let me it's check. Just whichever. Yep. Oh, you can do any of the three. Oh, I might be buying one of each. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely. I think I'm definitely getting the buffalo one because, man, that is a solid hat. Oh my yeah. gosh. So. Yeah, just in case there is a possibility, we have a road trip episode uh, in New Hampshire. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility it's not completely not possible i would say it's pretty unlikely (laughs) (laughs) okay and just in case you forgot we only covered the most important news in baseball so that's why we had to bring this up yes no it's um of paramount importance exactly um Um, second in importance though is uh you know the qualifying offer stuff so yeah 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 okay so 
the qualifying offers were given to, or I guess given to isn't the right, tendered to. That's the correct word. Chicken tendered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I think we should change the name. It should be chicken tendered. Um, Freddie Freeman, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nick Castellanos, Trevor Story, <laughs> Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander. Uh, as Jeff Passon tweeted out, raised Iglesias, supposed to be Rossell, Corey Seager, Chris Taylor, Michael Conforto, Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Belt, Robbie Ray, Marcus Simeon. Do any of those like jump out to you guys as surprising, or do you think they all make sense? Syndergaard surprises me. A little Sinder- bit. I think Iglesias surprises me. Yeah. Because if he accepts that 18 million for a reliever, that's yeah, kind of ridiculous. Big. <laughs> like honestly, Iglesias is kind of is kind of dumb if he doesn't take it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Hmm. And yeah, you I gotta mean, shout out Brandon Belt. I guess I Verlander him. too. Yeah, the yeah. Verlander one is a little interesting. Does Verlander because it's like what you have to sit out and it'll be interesting because like we have a potentially a new CBA getting signed this off season. Like we are facing a potential holdout, which I really hope doesn't happen because I do not want to see a holdout, but, uh, why not? No, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Do a podcast or something? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd rather there just not be a baseball holdout in general, oh, but, uh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. So they may, I feel like the qualifying offer system is one that's going to change because you see teams just not signing players because the draft pick attached to them. And then you see players waiting till like, what is it like July or like crazy far into the season where they don't have a draft pick attached to them. And that's just a broken system. And I don't like it. I hope you don't like one of the greatest closers of all time. Greg Kimbrell (laughs) waiting until the middle of the season to sign with the team. Exactly. It's just dumb. And I mean, I'm trying to look through this list and like Verlander is a guy I can see doing that. Cause like, I don't know how much money a team, like obviously Verlander will get money because his name, like nobody's not going to pay Justin Verlander. He's Justin Verlander, but I don't know if a team's willing to pay him and give up a draft pick for him. Does the draft pick, if you've already signed one free agent contract, does the draft pick still stay with you? I don't know how this rule works. If I, I don't, it, it's a really weird rule. Cause like if you're within the, top 10 picks like you don't lose your first round pick there's like a bunch of weird like if this happens if this situation and this happens if that situation so it's hard to explain but like it's just like verlander's a name that sticks out to me like that might happen to but like do you think rodriguez stays with the red sox that was a tough one for me because i mean like if i was the red sox i would have offered him the qualifying offer because as we've examined a few times the stats kind of show a little bit of some unluckiness with Erod in terms of his ERA this year, because a lot of his other stats are really good. And just we saw him do it in the playoffs too, um, especially for a one-year thing, paying him you know, some extra money to stay for a year and then yeah. figure things out. I like that. Um, but, I mean, it. so sometimes like these get offered to them because they're working on a contract. Like Brandon Belt most likely will end up signing a two- or three-year contract. It just like they're gonna offer this in case like the contract doesn't get agreed to fast enough and he looks at other places. I don't think Brandon Belt's leaving San Francisco. I don't think he wants to leave San Francisco. Yeah, yeah but I, it's I, still God, it'd be so weird to see Belt in a different uniform. Yeah, he, he's a forever giant along with Crawford and 
a guy oh, we'll have to oh, talk about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't cry. <laughs> don't cry, buddy. I'm trying to just hold it know I if you don't respect this podcast, I don't know why not. We talked about chicken tenders <laughs> for five <laughs> minutes before you know i think we need to go back to talk about i'm gonna be honest i don't think we talked about chicken tenders enough (laughs) but before we talked about posies or tired i think i i I was kind of saving that for the end okay so so i wasn't all up in my fields when we're talking about everything else (laughs) okay Okay. um Um, but yeah what do you guys think about eduardo rodriguez getting the qualifying offer it'll be interesting to hear from another perspective i don't know man like to me like i I think if I wasn't friends with you and didn't hear a lot from you about him, he would definitely be a name that's a little more under the radar for me. Um, I'm not surprised he got the qualifying offer. So it'll be interesting how that situation plays out. Like, are the Red Sox trying to get a longer term contract with him? Are they just trying to get him back for the one year and then work something out next offseason? I don't know. It'll be interesting. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of mixed on it. I think I think he's someone that you probably just I don't think you feel like you have to extend a qualifying offer to him, but I feel like it is probably just the the right move at least. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the Red Sox better pitchers and you don't want to just let pitchers walk, right? <laughs> yeah, especially, so. you know, high I mean a quality left-handed arm. Yeah, no, know. for sure. Uh, and then Marcus Simeon, that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't he have the qualifying offer last year or did the A's not give it to him? I don't actually know. I, I don't know how the rules work, but I did not think the Blue Jays were, would have been able to give him a qualifying offer. So that means the A's know. must have not given it to him last year. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of quality, uh, left-handed pitching, <laughs> Robbie Ray. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy because, like, there was definitely a point in time where Robbie Ray, like, on the Diamondbacks, where, like, it looked like he was just not the same Robbie Ray as he once was. And here he is. Yeah, he uh, he turned the clock back and had a really solid season. And, um, yeah, I I definitely hope – I mean, I obviously hope that they both sign, whether it's it's qualifying offer or contract or whatever. Um, I would love to see them both on the Jays again. But of the two, I, I hope Robbie Ray is uh, the one that signs more. Has there been any talks? Like, I don't know how closely you've been following the writers and stuff that they're like trying to do something longer term with Robbie Ray or that they just kind of gave them the qualifying offer? Um, I don't know. I think that they've there, there have been talks, I mean, throughout the season of whether or not they wanted to offer longer contracts to Simeon or Ray. Um, the sort of suspicion though is that the money that they will want it is it is possible yeah. that they can only get one no for sure and like between the two it's definitely robbie ray because like not that simeon isn't a good player he's obviously he's a good player had a great year but yeah if you look at where the blue jays have a lot of talent right now it's they have infield, infield. Yeah, they have they so have much infield talent so it's like why it's only is like why give a guy a lot of money who's just going to kind of like back jam some of your young talent. Granted, you'd never want to let a player like Marcus Simeon leave. Cough, cough, no, case. absolutely. You, you don't want to just let him walk and, you know, not even try. All cough, of, cough, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or uh, Rockies. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we're going to get into next. Uh, 
is there any other people you guys want to talk about who received the qualifying offer? Yeah. It's more interesting okay. the people who didn't. <laughs> yeah. So the people that did not, some of the notables one is Carlos Rodon. Shout out Noah. That's one of Noah's boys this year. He had a great year. Uh, Anthony Disclafani from the Giants, which I don't think was that surprising, but like I get why. I, I understand both sides of that argument. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Dodger great. Yep. Can't wait for him to be in the Giants jersey next year. And then, uh, <laughs> dude, that would be so insane if that happened. <laughs> that would throw everybody for a loop. And then a guy who I think actually might end up in Giants jersey next year in John Gray. Um, John Gray, to me, is the most surprising of this list because he was someone the Rockies could have traded at the trade deadline and just chose not to. And nobody really understood why. And it came out that like, oh, we're going to try signing this guy to a long-term contract and keep him around. And then now you get to the offseason and you're not even giving the qualifying offers. So you're letting him leave for nothing. Yeah, the, the Rockies are like, they're so, it looks like they're so scared to make a bad move that they make the worst move, which is to do nothing. Dude. Literally, Story <laughs> and Gray. Like, at least they're giving Story the qualifying offer, which makes sense. He's yep. obviously going to leave. Like, Story wants nothing to do with the Rockies. I feel like that was evident. When he literally had to take a day off after they didn't trade him because he was in shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait, I got to keep playing for you guys. <laughs> oh, like, you guys didn't Man, I'm going to need a day just, to, just for as a breather. <laughs> Dude, he couldn't comprehend what happened. <laughs> I mean, it is bafflingly stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for sure. But John Gray is someone that the Giants apparently had like a lot of talks to with the Rockies at the trade deadline. And then the Rockies chose like not to trade him. Cause I guess there was some, there's something with the Rockies owner really hating the Dodgers. And he, he like almost wanted to help the Giants out. So the Dodgers That's didn't hilarious. win the division, which is absolutely hilarious. But they ended up not coming to agreement in a deal and John Gray stayed. So. It'll be interesting. I mean, the Giants are a team that has one starting pitcher under contract right now, so they are going to be busy in the market. Uh, John Gray would be so interesting to see outside of Colorado. No, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he has a lot of potentials. He he's a guy who could wherever he goes could be like huge. Like that could be a real big like spot for a value contract just based off what he's done in Colorado. Mm-hmm. No doubt. You want to talk about Carlos Rodon at all, Noah? He's your boy. Are you surprised by that move? Yeah, I don't know. Well, just with Rodon, as always, even going into the season, it was just the question of his health. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it's still it still is surprising. I mean, I, I guess you're assuming that the White Sox have some clear idea ideal moves that they have looking forward um but yeah it's it's still like a one-year thing so it's not like it's not enabling you to lock up you know your other young talent um, by just offering him the qualifying offer yeah Yeah. Uh, it definitely is interesting i mean rodon is another guy like i would almost put rodon in a similar situation as erod as like a guy who kind of doesn't get as much credit as they deserve um but erod's also done it for years no for sure 200 for sure. plus yeah. inning season uh with rodon it's 
really since 2019 it's been here let me it's different situations for sure but i don't think either player gets the credit they deserve oh definitely not um honestly like for erod it's like chris sell and like the red sox greatness like i think he just kind of gets overshadowed sometimes mm. and rodon is just the white Sox were bad for a while and when they've gotten good it's like kind of lance lynn and giolito it's not really rodon people are talking about well and also since 2019 he's pitched like 170 something innings that does like, not help <laughs> yeah yeah so and then disclafani just to touch on the giants pitcher he had a really great season for the giants but this is kind of his first year of this caliber, right? So it's like, do you really want to be paying him $18 million? I think the Giants loved him. I don't think he necessarily gets enough strikeouts for what the Giants want to do. Not to say he's a bad pitcher by any means. Just I don't know if we will see him back in San Francisco coming off the season he had because he's going to demand not a ton of money, but a good amount. And I don't know if the Giants will want to give it to him. Um, also today we had player like teams and players having to decide on like if they're going to pick up options or decline options, the yep. San Francisco giants picked up Wilmer Flores's option. I think it was like two and a half million. They picked up yep. Jose Alvarez's, which was like a million and, uh, Jay Jackson, all three of those made sense for the giants, rather cheap, effective players. And the Giants also added a player I've never heard of to the 40-man roster. So we're going to see a lot of that coming by a lot of teams because the Rule 5 draft is around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of options, there were a couple of declined options that were pretty interesting. Pretty spicy? Um, Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Kyle Schwarber declined his option, which... Obvious. How much was it worth for? Do you know? I don't remember. I don't know. Not as, it was a, it was Not an enough. obvious decline. I remember that though. Yeah, it oh, was okay. a that well, that one's yeah. It was the one that was like yeah, I think it was. But the uh, Dodgers declined Joe Kelly's option as well, which was interesting. Yeah, so um, Schwarber's was eleven million. So especially after the year he had, I feel like he definitely can fetch more than eleven million. And let's look up Joe Kelly. See what his contract was for. You know, he got a big contract after that World Series run. So yes. Yeah, three. Yeah, so Joe Kelly's was for eight million or no, twelve million dollar option. Yeah, so that's a little. It's steep. a lot, but it's one of those ones that you know that's that is a player that is now on market. Yeah, it'll be interesting where he ends up. I mean, there's a chance he still ends up in LA. Like, obviously, just because he didn't want <laughs> the Dodgers didn't want to keep him for twelve million dollars doesn't mean they don't want him as a player. Uh, and then Schwarber, Noah, do you think there's a shot Schwarber still ends up in Boston or do you think his tenure is kind of over? Well, a key part of Ooh. that is talk, bringing up another option, which was J.D. Martinez decided not to opt out. Yes. Oh. So J.D. Martinez is back with the Red Sox. And for me personally, I just I don't see Schwarber back now. If J.D. Martinez opted out, I I. I don't know, just had this feeling that maybe the Red Sox would pursue a Schwarber um, pretty, you know. So, yeah. Do you well. think there's a shot the Red Sox try getting in a bidding war for Anthony Rizzo with the Yankees? I don't know. Um, it's interesting because Heim Bloom has also said several times that also the best baseball we played all season was when Kyle Schwarber and JD Martinez were both playing. Um, which is true, which is true. Um, and it's also, 
you know, Bobby Dahlbeck, that those, when he hits the ball hard, it's absolutely phenomenal. And he does it at like an elite rate. It's just the swing and miss is also there with Bobby Dahlbeck. Um, so it's, I, I think everything kind of comes to what do you think of Bobby Dahlbeck who had a very strong end to the season? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Anthony Rizzo is going to be a route for the Red Sox though. No, I for don't sure. See that. I, I just kind of threw it out to make the drama between the Yankees and Red Sox. <laughs> no, yeah, it's okay. We we're talking about rule five earlier. Uh, shout oh. out to the Red Sox for getting Garrett Whitlock out of the <laughs> rule five uh, draft uh, from none Ooh. other than the New York Yankees. So um, yeah, I just wanted to yeah. shout that out. Really the quick. Giants are going to be in a real weird situation with the rule five draft this year because since Zadie's gotten there, he's built their farm system into a pretty, I mean, they won like three of the four minor leagues, <laughs> like three of their four minor league teams won their like league, which is like pretty insane and shows the talent they have down there. So it's kind of going to be a pinch. Like what guys do we really want? A lot of people have been talking, like, like I said earlier, the giants have a lot of uh, starting pitcher spots to fill. So People have been talking like maybe it's time to move some of the young kids for prospects because you might lose them in the Rule 5 draft. Like get something for them rather than nothing. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. One thing I wanted to mention about J.D. Martinez, though, in my head, for whatever reason, I imagined it being, okay, we understand whether there's a universal DH or not, and then J.D. Martinez gets to opt out or not. Yeah, it really made things a lot different. And I think could have really swayed JD Martinez into staying, you know, the whole CBA coming up, um, you not knowing if there's going to be a lockout and then not knowing if there's universal DH or not. I think that could have really played in the JD staying. Yeah. Because if it, if he finds out there's a universal DH before he has to make the decision, like you, there's very likely you see him opt out. Cause that's 15 new teams that are now in the market for a DH. Mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah. yeah. Oh. Could be a very interesting offseason for sure. It will be, I think. I'm, like, super excited for this offseason. The winter meetings, though, apparently might get canceled because of the CBA. Jeez. <laughs> That's tragic because the winter meetings is always a great time. Man, you know what else is a great time? Looking at the Gold Glove Award winners and just wondering how the heck it all happened. <laughs> Hey, shout out Brandon Crawford. He deserved it. Yeah. Let's see. You want to you go through them? Uh, I don't have the list in front of me. I have the list. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like, go, if we yeah, want to go forward. through the whole list. Um, first base for the NL, we got Paul Goldschmidt for the AL, Yuli Gurriel. I don't know about that. Yuli, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Yuli Gurriel, sure. Yeah. Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, I think it, sure, whatever. Sure, probably could have been Freeman. Could have been yeah, anybody. Ayo could have been Matty O. Baby. It could have been Matty Olson. Uh, Second base. Platinum Glover. Tommy Edmond for the oh, NL. Right. It's the AL Marcus Simeon. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the Cardinals absolutely cleaned up gold gloves this year. Their infield was really, really good. And Simeon, I, was, he just had a stellar season. I don't know who else you were could have possibly given it to. Yeah, um, he led all second baseman, eight point five defensive runs above average. So, yeah, yeah. At a at third base, Nolan Arenado for the uh, the NL again, Cardinals, and uh, for the AL, Matt Chapman. 
Those both make a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, those ones made a lot of sense. Those ones were pretty fair. Uh, NL shortstop, weird. Brandon Crawford, huh? That seems stud. I don't know about that one. Uh, And then Carlos Correa for the Astros for uh, Yale. No, those those also made total sense. Yeah. No, we talked about AL shortstop freaking. Oh my gosh, I can't. um, Lopez, what's his name? Oh, yes, that is true. On the freaking Royals. The Royals. Talk about that. Nicky Lopez. Yeah, he wasn't even a runner up. Dude, something cool Kapler said about Crawford is like when opposing teams come, like sometimes when there's like a big power hitter, like the opposing players will come out and watch the like big power hitter do BP. Yeah. But Crawford's like one of the only like defensive players he's seen opposing players come and just watch him like, Field grammars. Yeah. yeah, field grammars and do stuff just because he's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's insane. This is a fourth gold glove, I think. How many gold gloves does he have? Fourth. Yeah, right. fourth. Uh left field, Tyler O'Neill for the Cardinals and Andrew Benintendi for the Royals. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like outfield gold gloves are kind of boring. Um well, was one thing kind of cool is to see alex gordon's successor take up a gold yes. glove in the next season that's <laughs> cool yeah you do like that makes sense uh, center field harrison bader just another cardinals player because why not uh and uh michael a taylor another royals player so for uh left field and center field cardinal royals i <laughs> uh, got both of them uh and then right field Right field doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, it's Adam Duvall and Joey Gallo. Yeah, uh, Adam Duvall. I don't, how? I, dude, my dad was like, Adam Duvall won a Gold Glove. He, I didn't realize he's that good. And I'm like, uh, he's not. It's because he's not. He's not. <laughs> dude, that's the, uh, and Joey Gallo, who is, I mean, he is a plus defender, but I, you know, better. I feel like they're better outfielders. Yeah, but who in the NL in right field could you have really given a gold glove to other than that? Oh, wait, yeah, Mookie Betts. Oh, Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Oh, that guy. Hmm. Even Yastrzemski would have been yeah. a better choice. Yep. Like... Those were those were your two runner-ups for, yeah. for NL. And for AL no in right field, Hunter Renfro and Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Also both better than Gallo. Whatever. Whatever. <sighs> Catcher, Jacob Stallings for the NL. And uh, Sean Murphy for the AL. Um, Two guys with some cannons. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing about this was? Uh, was that Salvador Perez was a runner-up. Wow. He's, I don't know how, but sure. Um, and for pitchers, Max Fried and Dallas Keuchel. Um, I don't, I don't do, Dude, I the fact like Strowman wasn't even a nominee was so dumb. Wild. Yeah, uh, Strowman's one of the best defensive pitchers dude who had some crazy defensive plays this year yeah oh man, i don't know sense. gold gloves you, are weird you want to know how you know gold gloves are dumb mm-hmm. buster posey won one gold glove in his career yeah that's just like buster posey deserved more than one gold glove in his career i understand him and yadier molina like both Hall of Fame catchers both out. played in the National League forever. Yeah. But Buster Posey deserved more than one gold glove. Yeah. Buster no, I, Posey, I can, I can agree. Has caught over a thousand games in his career and only allowed 27 pass balls. Like, think about how insane that is. It's like 
you can't well. control past balls. <laughs> like sometimes those are out of your control. Conspiracy I guess it's a wild time. pitch, but oh. what'd, <laughs> what'd you say? Conspiracy, Conspiracy theory, theory time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Buster Posey's MVP and his silver sluggers hurt him in the gold glove department voting. Cause they're like, oh, he's, he's got other awards. He can't win all win. of the awards. He's going to get other awards. Yeah, you he know? can't win literally everything. Yeah. They're like, we'll give Yadier mm. the gold glove and we'll give Buster the silver slugger and call it a day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that. Oh, I'd hate if that's true. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, probably, but it is. probably is. Yeah. yeah. I mean. uh, so if well, you have not heard that by now, which. I don't know why you wouldn't have not heard. Do you want this to be, do you want that to be the very last thing, Brian? For what? For what you're about to say. Uh, I have no clue. What did I, was I about to say? (laughs) What? You don't even know what you were about to say? But like Noah said, do you want, oh, is there something else you want to say? Yes. Oh, go for it. Well, the one main thing, Dusty Baker was hired for another year for the Houston Astros. um, After we talked about, some borderline questionable decisions in in the playoffs, but also, you know, led a great team through a great season, uh, yep. great two seasons. I think very deserving to be back. Great, yeah. great baseball sure. guy. Yeah, you, you know who he really should go coach for them? Um, the Manchester Chicken Tenders. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say it one more time. <laughs> they, need, they, need, they do need a, a real good coach. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's all I could do. I, I mean. There's, well, I don't want to say one more thing. Red Sox yeah, hitting no. coach Tim Hires has absolutely dominated since taking over as hitting coach for the Red Sox since 2018. They've been the best sitting team in baseball pretty much over that stretch. And uh, he said, you know what? I love my time in Boston, but I'm not going to resign here. I'm going to go for a bigger opportunity. And then uh, he just signed to be the hitting coach, same exact position for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah, but he just Texas wants to is a bigger state. Yeah, Texas is a bigger state. What if he says the, that? The Rangers are definitely doing something because the Giants hitting coach just left for the Rangers to be their offensive coordinator, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I did not know that was a position. Hey, guys, run around those bases. <laughs> yeah. But the Giants hitting coach, Donnie Ecker, is now the Rangers offensive coordinator. So, I mean, the Rangers are putting together a pretty good staff. So, it'll be interesting to watch them. Well, that's, that's all okay. I They'll disappoint us at the end of the day. You yeah. know who didn't disappoint us? Or me, oh, I should no. say. Buster Posey. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm in shambles already, man. I must say. Like, I don't think any baseball player has affected, or I not even baseball player, any, like, pro athlete has never impacted me on the level Buster Posey has. Which is, like, weird to say. But Buster Posey has retired from Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to give any thoughts you have on Buster Posey? <laughs> it's um, a it's a worse sport without him. Yes, yeah, this is true. Um, it's interesting. One thing you mentioned, Brian, when we were talking the other day, was that he was one of the first guys that you remember. Like you remember the call up mm-hmm. hype for him. Not even and, that, dude. I remember them drafting him and everything. Yeah, but. But yeah, that's one thing that I think, even though he's not on my team, just like, you know, living in the area around that time, it's like, 
I realized like later, it's like, oh yeah, same for me. Like mm. he was one of the first people that I definitely remember the call up hype for and then super delivering obviously yeah. immediately. Yeah, for sure. And just a great, great guy. Um, you know, you're a great player, obviously. And uh, seems like a, a smart guy who loved playing this game, no question, but also just kind of knew that there are bigger things in life too. And was really excited to take that chapter and he's, and he's doing it and wish him the best in that. Yeah, man. Just to build upon like what Noah was saying, like he really is like when the Giants drafted him fifth overall, he was like the first player. Like I remember the Giants drafting and I remember being excited for him. I remember all the hype. I remember him getting called up and then just flat out dominating. And then you could even go to the next year where he like gets his leg broken or actually I skipped past the world series they won in 2010. And then 2011 breaks his leg, and it's like, dude, there's a shot yeah. chance he may never even play baseball again. Like, that was wild. And then comes back and doesn't only win comeback player of the year, <laughs> wins the MVP and a World Series, because why not? Like, dude, that has to be three of the most, like, insane years in a row for, like, ever in baseball, like, if you really think about it. um, If you guys haven't read what Barry Zito, Barry Zito made, like, a long post about it. I would like really urge you to go read it because it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of well, I I didn't read all of it, but yeah. I saw like the general idea and I was kind of hinting at that. Uh yeah, no. I was talking Th- there was a lot of like really cool statements that came out with like people, coaches, players, anybody that really has been around Buster Posey and how he carries himself. And but Barry Zito was really focusing on the part like where like a lot of pro athletes become obsessed with the sport, right? And they don't know when to leave. Mm Because like, it's all about their legacy and it's all about like being the best possible player ever. And to Buster Posey, it was just about like having fun, like enjoying the people he's around winning, but like his priorities were straight at the end of the day. Like he never let the game overtake him as a person. He just, he played the game and like, do you know what his first year and his last year are arguably two of his best seasons. Obviously he has the MVP in between, which was, his best season but if you look at his three best seasons it's his rookie year his last year and his mvp year yeah what a what a way to uh bookend your bookend your career (laughs) so i mean he finished like dude he batted 304 this year with an 889 ops like that's insane career 302 hitter career 830 ops which out of the catcher position is pretty unheard of um but yeah, man, I love Buster Posey and I am very sad he's retired, but I'm very happy for him because like he's going to go spend time with his family that yeah. you know, like we got three World Series. Like what more can we want out of the man? <laughs> <laughs> Two comeback player of the years, three World Series and MVP, a rookie of the year. Just a great career for Buster Posey. Man. Here's a fun number. Exactly. It. 1,500 hits for Buster Posey. <laughs> nice. That is pretty crazy <laughs> to yeah. end up exactly with that number. You know, something else I saw is like, how many Surefire Hall of Famers have less than 2,000 hits? And like Buster Posey with ease, you could say is a Surefire Hall of Famer. Like just his postseason dominance alone. Like we were talking about it earlier when the Giants, like when Logan Webb had the shutout in game one, and we were talking about like how many shutouts Buster Posey has caught in the postseason. And it was like significantly more than the next guy, which was Yadier Molina in significantly like less games. 
And it was just like, dude, this guy was so good at calling a game behind the plate. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be weird. I like watching Giants without Buster Posey behind the dish. You know, who's going to be there? Also, MLB.com has his nickname as Humbus, and I've never heard that. Man. I've never what? <laughs> I just I need literally to never because... heard that. <laughs> oh, diehard Giants fan. I've followed Buster Posey's whole career. Like I'm saying, never once have I heard someone call him. Humbus. You ever said, "Hey, let's go down to the ballpark." Old Humbus is catching me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Buster is, is his nickname. Buster's humbus. not his real name. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I don't know, uh, Brian. Who's going to be yes. behind the plate for the uh, for Ooh, the Giants next year? That's dude, the question. It's kind of crazy. They have a possibility to go from one first round pick to another first round pick in Joey Bart. Uh, I mean, they're kind of handing him the keys to the car. It seems like Zadie's a smart GM, or he's not or even a GM. The he's keys like a- to the train. Am I right? This is Joey Bart. That I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sadly enough, you're not the first person to make that joke. The Giants Twitter made it, and I was mad. <laughs> or if by any chance there's someone listening who doesn't know about the Bay Area, there's uh, yeah, Bart is a transportation system in the Bay Area. Very popular in Very popular. the city of San Francisco. Yeah, so. indeed. Um. But uh, yeah, it is pretty funny that the catcher is with the last name of Bart. But Zadie is a very smart uh, president of baseball operations, whatever you want to call it, uh, running a team. Yeah. He's not going to go in without a backup option. I'm Caselli is a free agent, but I would be willing to bet a significant amount they do what it takes to get Kurt Caselli back just because he's a veteran, reliable catcher. And if Joey Bart starts struggling, he's someone you can hand it over to. But, dude, Joey Bart raked all year in minors. He kind of struggled in the COVID season. It was a weird season for a lot of players, though, so it's hard to put too much weight in it. So I'm excited for Joey Bart, man. He's got a lot of power. I think the biggest thing people are concerned about is his swing and miss. But, you know, sometimes it just clicks with players. So I'm excited. We will see. Yep. Be an exciting uh, uh, upcoming season for sure. Man. I'm going to miss Giants baseball without Buster Posey, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, I've been thinking all week about what to say, and I feel like I haven't said anything other than just, like, say random things because I have no clue what to say. <laughs> it's it's tough. I mean, it's just such, like, a critical figure. of No, for sure. And he's just such a good person, too, on top of it. Like, I, uh, there's a golf tournament by where we are called the AT&T Pro-Am. And Buster Posey and Matt Kane used to play in it every year. And my high school would volunteer at it. So I got to carry the sign of Buster Posey's group. And like, I've done the standard bearing a lot of the years and a lot of the like athletes and pro golfers are not the nicest people, but Buster Posey is like one of the only people who like came over and like shook our hands. was like, Hey, I'm Buster. And it's like, you're standing there going, Oh, hi Buster. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was, it was just such a cool moment, man. It's oh yeah, like, I know you. You're the humbus, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, humbus. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just crazy because, like, as big of a spotlight as he has, it never seemed to like get too big for him. Like he was just like he never changed who he was, and that is very respectable. Yeah, no doubt. Much respect. One of the 
greats for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? No. no. Let's go, Braves. And with yeah. that, hey, we're going to be transitioning into some off-season podcasts. So if you guys got any ideas, don't be afraid to hop in our DMs with those ideas. Absolutely. Definitely do not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, what we, I nice. we won't bite anybody in the DMs. No, never. Never done it. Never done it. Never will do it. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Latest. Later. Goodbye.